Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Speaking of Schmodown. I almost said SE and Afterlife, which is a show that's not been around in a while. I just, I, I love my... I, I had a killer intro for that show. I really did. And it was even better when the show started and Kalen was with me. Because, like, we would say our names back to back and it, was, it like, sounded really cool and shit. Uh, but if anyone wants to go check that show out, do so on Merc with the Movie Blog channel. Uh, most of it is audio only. But, uh, dude, we had Katie Sackhoff on there talking about Schmodown and the Schmoes back in the day. Uh, we also had Roca and Smets and, and, and Winston Marshall, Kate Mulligan, uh, all kinds of people, David B. So uh, if you want to check those out, go for it. But no, this is Speaking of Schmodown, which is a uh, sports talk show devoted to the movie trivia Schmodown. And we've got a light day today, a short day today. It's just going to be an hour long show and uh, no hot matches. We do not have a guest. We're just going to hang out and enjoy each other's company and uh, talk shit about whatever we want to. There's a slight echo. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, you work on that, Frenchie, and let me know what you can. Uh, I'm a one by one. All right, cool. Sorry, and I'm sitting here reading the producer's notes out loud. That's that. I love it. Uh, but let's go ahead and start off with. Um, what we we had Harper and Eric Whiteley was our first match. Uh, continuing the Star Wars tournament, it's. I don't, dude. Well, is it me? Is it me? It is me. Uh, you guys go ahead and talk for a second. I'm frozen, I think. No, no, you're good. Oh, I'm you're good. I was frozen on my end. So, uh, yeah, I actually was impressed with uh, Eric Whiteley a little bit, but I kind of figured because of Thomas Harper, I kind of knew that he was going to be just as dominant as he was with uh, uh, his first match. So I'm not surprised that uh, Thomas didn't uh, take the win. And uh, so, yeah, that's just my initial thoughts from the get-go. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up from you. Uh, yeah, I, I think outside of Thomas going perfect again and still playing two matches and not having missed a single question, which is – not something I don't think any competitors ever done, or very few if it's a thing that has happened before. Uh, yeah, Eric was much improved over his first performance, and it's kind of like when Thomas played Wit. Like there's a clear improvement in Wit's performance there, but it's hard to praise that because he still lost. Uh, so it's the same thing here. Like Eric definitely played better than he played against Hoey. It's just unfortunate that it didn't result in a win. Um, cause Thomas is, he's proven to be the heavyweight everyone built him up to be. Yeah. Even, uh, on our channel, even when he, we were first interviewing him, uh, during, before the draft, everything that he was saying when he was pitching, uh, to, uh, getting picked up, if I was a manager, I'm like, this is the guy that I want in my faction. Uh, so I, I'm definitely, uh, pleased that, yeah, my prediction is coming true that yeah he's uh gonna be a future champ but uh he still has a long road ahead of him what do you think Dagan? yeah i think he, yeah for sure he's he's obviously the favorite i think to win the tournament at this point uh we'll, we'll see what he can do against ace i mean that that's like gonna be the real test i think but like the fact that he's gone perfect 
uh, in these first couple matches is just super impressive and like really hard to do, especially in Star Wars. So, uh, yeah, I, I would put money on Harper winning the tournament and potentially even winning the title uh, down the line. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really like him so far. But also, both Hoey and Wit, as kind of you guys were, were talking about a bit already, uh, impressive performances by by White, sorry, by Whiteley and Wit. And I think both of those guys, like it's, I heard some people say, maybe play each other for one of those guys to get their first win. But uh, yeah, I mean, not, nothing to hang their head about in terms of the these guys' matches as well, because they both played really well. They just were up against really tough talent for sure. Yeah, and we'd uh, yeah, like uh, like Dan said, we you know we first uh, me at least was impressed with Harper before they even drafted when we talked to some rookies. Um, I honestly, nothing's gone the way I thought any of it was going to go in Star Wars. I, I legit thought that, uh, that, that Damon would retain the title all season. Um, I thought that Thomas Harper would go up, would, uh, would go through the tournaments and that, that he would end up facing ace um, and that he would most likely beat ace and go on to play Damon, but it didn't happen. You're lying, Jay Wade. You said Kelly will, will take away the belt. Don't lie. Yeah, that's what you said uh, when uh, uh, Demolanta was here last week. That Kelly was going to take the belt away. Well, yeah, I'm, because I'm a Laura Kelly shill. So am I, I, I'm with you though, Jay. I'm with you though, Jay. I've been saying Laura Kelly is going to win the belt all year. Like I, I think she's. I want her to. I do too, and I just have this image in my mind of like her as the face of the Star Wars division in the Schmodown. So like, I don't know what it is. It's like maybe it's the Force or something. But like, <laughs> I think uh, I think she's gonna win the title. Uh, but like, it, Andrew Demolant has just been playing on a whole other level recently. But he missed in that in that match against David that last match. So like, there's potential that she could get him in a couple of those misses. If that were to happen again, Harper just impresses me more and more every time but, I yeah. see it, he it like it's like every match I see him play in, he moves higher up in my rankings of who I think has a shot at everything. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be. I'm really looking forward to the Demolanta and Laura Kelly match. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, even though I think Demolanta will win the match, I think Laura Kelly will definitely get him a lot of money. Uh, I, I think this will be like going to the five pointer, uh, maybe even over time. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. But I think Demolanta will win because I think he is that bad, uh, that good as a competitor. Could go either way. Really could. I mean that that's this entire division though is like everyone's playing at this point at like an eighty five percent or above accuracy at the minimum. So it really is just who's going to get that one question they just don't quite remember because you can assume they've probably studied it. It's just how much were you able to retain from that studying Uh, because you guys are talking about the title match. I'd give the edge to Dimolanta. I think Kelly is a great player, but I think since that first match where we saw them play, I think Dimolanta has grown more as a player than she has shown at least. But again, it's truly like 51-49 to give the edge to somebody in that match. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to throw in here uh, for our YouTube viewers. If you want to go over to Stereo, uh, the Stereo app at the Jcast Network, 
or at Jay Wade eleven thirty four or no at Frenchie seventy seven. Is that right, Frenchie? Something like that. I, I don't even know my own handle, bro. Sorry, uh, I forgot which one we were using. My point is, if you'd like to go over to Stereo, uh, go to the J at the Jcast Network, and you can leave us comments, uh, ask us questions, uh, but express your opinions too. We'll play them here on the show. So, um, yeah, Whiteley uh, Whiteley did really good. Um, I want to I want to see him play another match, but obviously we have to wait until the tournament's over before anything like that would happen. Uh, but I mean. It, and that's kind of the hard thing about these is when someone comes in, they play a match, and if you lose a match, it it it, it maybe takes a while before you play again. Um, I played a singles match uh, in uh, was it um, mul- uh, multiplex uh, fan leagues. Uh, I lost, and I'm still waiting for a second match, and that was two years ago. Um, it, <laughs> it had nothing to do with my poor performance. Um, now I'm starting to realize after two years, maybe it's a me thing. Uh, maybe they just didn't like me. Um, and then David B and I played a team uh, match. He and I were a team. God, that went horribly, horribly bad for us. And is that available to view somewhere on the internet, or is it just lost to the relics of space and time? Go to multiplex. <laughs> just go to multiplex and look back about a year. Go back about a year, man, and is uh, me and David B. What was the name of our team? Uh, um, that one time, I think, was the name of our team. That one. So, and, and it's it, pretty it, true. I mean, Frenchie likes to talk about old man Wade. Uh, that was full on old man Wade. I had on my my uh, my buddy's army hat that he uh, that he had when he served in Iraq. I had on my my red sunglasses, uh, dude, and I was in full old man mode, and I was grumpy, and I disagreed with everything. Um, and and my answer oh, you yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I do want to argue something. Um, Play your strengths, I guess, huh? Yeah, and this is going way off track, but who cares? It's a nice, lovely, uh, lovely day outside, and we're just kind of chilling. But just real quick, and then I'll get off on myself because it's so awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to do the thing where if I don't know the answer, then like if it's like, you know, who played uh, so and so in this movie and I know and I don't know the answer, I'll be like, it wasn't Natalie Portman. And I mean, you know, like, so even though I don't get the point, oh. technically I know I'm right. So anyway, that's not going to get to the point, though, man. Uh, uh, the next match of the week was uh, we jumped back into teams, which are are becoming more interesting for me personally over digital. I wasn't a big fan of them over digital format at first, but now they're becoming a lot more interesting. And I realized that when they go back to studio, I want them to be mic'd up because I want to hear their discussions when they're trying to sort out uh, the answers to movies and uh, that's one of the most interesting things. But uh, what do we think of that match? I mean, JTE and Roka, man, they're on fire here so far. Yeah, that was actually I was discussing with uh, Tim Sim like uh, a couple weeks ago, where we were kind of uh, picking who was going to win which matches, and I said that you know Rushmore was probably going to face, uh, was probably going to win the match, uh, so with Lightning Time. Uh, sad to me because I lost the points in the in the fantasy league, but oh well. 
Uh, but yeah, this just proves that JP is as strong as he was when he left. So we can definitely expect a great, great finals next week, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, and hopefully, because, uh, uh, yeah, they yeah, they almost went perfect. I think they missed only one question in round one. They got, they didn't, they got, a, they picked up a steal in round two. They got all their questions in round two and they didn't have to do their round three. So, I mean, technically, I know that we're going to go into this a little bit later, but it's like they could have won that match had uh, uh, Lightning Time avoided the TKO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. JT, I love JT. Like, uh, uh, what he presents to us, you know, because none of us really know him in person. But what, what, what we know of him, I like him. Great guy, really funny, really down to earth and nice. Um, but is uh, to be honest, I've always looked at him as more, more on the character side than the the trivia side of it. And I don't know, maybe I'm just in denial here, but even though he is he he is doing better than I expect him to, uh, mainly because he had the couple year hiatus. Um, but I'm still I'm I'm still kind of I'm I'm still kind of trying not to get ahead of myself on JT, uh, no matter how well he performs. Um, I I don't know. I I just maybe I'm just disappointed because we're not getting more mis uh, mispronounced uh, words and names and stuff. That's, that's what I'm really in it for when I watch a date JT match. To be honest. Well, it, here's the thing, Jay. I mean, what's different this season that I think might be different from when he was in the showdown before? You see, I think he's actually putting in the time to study this year, which. Last time he was here, I feel like he was playing more off of what he already knew about just movies that he'd seen. This year, I think he's actually studying and taking notes and stuff. And I think that, like, that has given him more of a, a push to, like, win those titles back. And I feel like he is obviously exceeding everybody's expectations because nobody really had expectations for him this year. They were just like, oh, it's just JTE. But like, oh, just JTE this season is a whole different JTE. Arguably, he's having the best season he's ever played. So I think that, you know, you could maybe start to look at him a little bit more. Yeah, he won't, might not necessarily win the titles. Uh, I think if it's a scenario of Rushmore, if they somehow win this tournament, and I feel like they w could beat Corruption, but I'm not so sure about beating the Odd Couple or Shazam. So... Uh, but I think he has potential to get there. I think we've we've seen that already this season. Yeah, for me, JT is doing exactly what I expected him to do. Uh, so on one of the other shows I'm a part of, and I, I've made this joke before on Schmo Talks, uh, I take 12% credit for Barbarian and JTE being together because they both get guested on a show on my channel together, and it was the first time they'd met. Uh, now, I won't get into the details of it, but once the show is over, we started talking about Schmodown. And Barbarian was bringing that passion out of JTE from the first moment they met. 
And JTE mentioned that he'd spent most of last season being ready to play. There were other things that got in the way of him doing so, but he was ready to come back and play more regularly, and he just never got the chance to. So I think he's taking full advantage of that this season, and he's playing exactly the way that I think he would have. My thing with this, and it's a it worry that I have with the Finstock Exchange as a whole, is they're bragging about hang the negative one, hang the negative one, hang the negative one. Well, if you keep doing that, then you're not getting a lot of in-game practice at that round three. And you can train as much as you like, but training and playing are two different things. And my worry is when we finally have to see them push into a round three, because the only example we really have of it is Brother Lomas, and that did not go very well for him. And my hope is that, you know, JT and Roca are way more experienced than a Brother Lomas. But my worry is that if they're so focused on hanging the negative one, they're not prepping their players for round three as much as they could. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see when they finally get pushed to that limit. And the team they're playing next week will certainly do that. Yeah, and, and, uh, hold on one second, Dan. Sorry. Right. And talking about all this, it made me think about something. Um, given uh, what Roka said about this 200-page dossier and the way they drafted and all of this <laughs> effort that they put into it um, – and this is kind of going back to what I was saying as far as me questioning JT's competitive level. Uh, I don't know, man. Now I'm wondering, do we think that, that Finstock Exchange, given what they went to, to 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 make their draft, would they have even drafted JTE unless he was up to a certain level that they expect? And you know what I mean? Because that's me kind of questioning myself, uh, but asking you guys what you think. Well, I'll take this because this actually goes into what I was about to say, that JTE was actually really good right from the get-go. There was only, like, maybe a few spots in, like, season two. Like, one time where he was, like, one season where he was, like, in a real slump. But if you take with the team's tournament, he had that belt for over a year. That ha that You don't get that uh, – you don't keep those belts by just having one strong player. You need both people being well-balanced. So I think that, yes, this goes to the comment that, yes, there was that time of studying with the Finstock exchange, but JT was already kind of good to begin with. And I kind of agree with uh, Dagan where he's just practicing uh, on his own and just studied, and now we're getting a much stronger JT than we ever got before. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with what you're saying 100%. And it's like I said, like, obviously we're not seeing it on screen because they're not partners. But I can say for a fact that JT and Bar Barbarian had a really good like friend connection the moment they met each other. Uh, so I can only imagine he is working with him as closely as someone like Roka is. So even if it's not like JTE developing his own self-studying habits, he's getting it from one of the best people who's developing those study habits. Um, so he's got good people around him. It's not just that partner on, on his side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like the... The LGR guy, yeah, sorry. The LGR guys were talking last night about how, like, um, yeah, that like the GTE. Sorry, I've like totally lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> so like that, those study sessions that they have uh, for the Finstock exchange that you might not see uh, Finstock himself as much on screen. I mean, he's kind of got this gimmick where he's working on the set. And he's got the walkie-talkie call, and he's, like, trying to manage on his phone or whatever. 
it's just so silly. But with the actual study sessions, uh, and that's what LGR was saying, was just that, like, um, I think it was like ASG was pointing out that he's could be, we, we don't see what happens behind the scenes, but he could be very involved in those study sessions more than you might know and really, like, pushing those guys to put in the work. And I feel like it's paid off for Roca and JTE and Barbarian to all kind of be there. And these other rookies as well, uh, I feel like are feeding off of that. And we've seen it and they've proven it in the results with all the wins that they've gotten. I mean, you look at the standings here and they're, hey. they're 22. So. Yeah. Sorry. We got to move on to sexy <laughs> numbers here. Sorry. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, this is your sign that I'm going to try to understand because I put my glasses on so I can read it and try to understand what we got going on here. But right now, everybody. I'm going to talk dirty to you for a second. Math. It is time for Double D Sexy Numbers. Everybody, uh, Double D, take it away, buddy. What do we got going on? Okay, so um, with, okay, Aaron. So with, with statistics, we have one major rule, the number one rule, the golden rule. And that is, we don't set out to prove anything, but we tell, we try to make predictions based on past performances, and hopefully we be, we're correct. Sometimes we're wrong, sometimes we're right. Most of the time we're right because we have good information. So the question that I have for here is, we have a number one contender match at Collision, and yes. who's going to win that with uh, uh, Kevin Smith? So who's going to face Kevin Smith at Collision? And we have uh, two people right now. We have uh, Marisol McKee and uh, Janine the Machine. That's going to happen next week. Right. So, uh, uh, oh, oops. <laughs> okay. So here is this infamous uh, equation uh, that I introduced last week. And it's basically a probability <laughs> equation. And to simplify it, it's X minus the competitor's average divide that difference with the competitor's standard deviation, we get Z. When you have solve for that, you get Z. Uh, and we look up Z in a Z table, and that gives us our probability. And depending on what information we're looking for, we have to do some extra steps. But other than that, that's basically what we do. So you don't have to do anything. I promise I've done all, all right. the work. It's exactly like high school for me. OK, perfect. <laughs> so. Uh, the first thing up is the match that we're going to have. Uh, Marisol won her match against Video Drew. Can she defeat uh, Janine and Kevin to get to that title match? Uh, the second thing is is maybe Janine wins uh, her match against Marisol. Uh, and I made a mistake with Video Drew, but uh, ignore that. But can she? Can uh, Janine beat uh, uh, Kevin Smith to get to right. that title match? So those are our two possibilities. Uh, there was a third one, but I X that for time. So uh, based on this information, based on these two scenarios, who do you think is more likely to win? Now, um, ju just to, just so I'm clarified, I'm picking who's more likely to win between Marisol and Janine, or is Kevin included in this? Mar uh, Marisol and, and Janine. Who's going to win? Marisol. I think Marisol is more likely to win. OK. Uh, so let's uh, do some math now. Last week we used an opponent's uh, median uh, for because I it's the competitor's average, competitor standard deviation. X is going to be what well, last week was the opponent's median, which is basically a fancy way of saying the middle number of the data set. Yes. Uh, this week we're going to use 
the highest and lowest scores of the opponent. So for Marisol, it's Janine's highest score and Janine's lowest score and the difference of the point that. So just to kind of clarify that. Sure. Uh, so for Janine, uh, she has a 59% uh, uh, chance of uh, scoring somewhere between Marisol's highest and lowest scores. And Marisol has a 77% chance of scoring somewhere between Janine's high and low scores. Now, you may be thinking, like, wait a minute, shouldn't it be like 41 or 23? This is kind of confusing. Well, let's go back to high school a little bit, and we're taking a test. Each of us has a, a possibility of getting 100% on that test, right? Mm -hmm. Well, some of us are going to get wrong, some, but if you get, like, a higher score, that high, let's say you get 95%. Your results are not going to affect how I do on that test, correct? No. No. So that's why these numbers are not as even as it was last week. So think of it in terms of like score tests, but don't think of like 70% equals a C or 50% equals an F. Don't think like that. We're just equating like, okay, Marisol has a 70% chance of winning, uh, or doing better than uh, Janine. That, that's basically who has the bigger number. That's all we're looking at. Right. So from this data, we're seeing that Marisol will win against Janine. Now, against Kevin Smith, it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be the same thing. So who do you think is going to win in this matchup? This one, I think, is a lot closer, but I actually lean towards Kevin Smith. It's actually not, it's not close at all. According to the past data, Kevin Smith has a 71% chance of winning. And yeah, Jay, yeah. And Marisol has a 36% a chance uh, at this. It's not good. Well, <laughs> let's go with uh, Kevin Smith and Janine. Who do you think has the better odds of winning? Uh, I'd still favor Kevin. Well, you're right. and But oddly, it's actually 98% with Kevin Smith and 49% with Janine. So based on these results, it seems like Kevin Smith will probably win the number one contender match. But Marisol being the most likely candidate, she has the better chance, well, kind of the better chance because Kevin Smith is, is lower, at, even though Janine, uh, even though Marisol is a little bit lower than Janine's, I think Marisol has the best chance of actually beating Mar uh, of Kevin. But Honestly, I think Kevin Smith is going to win that match. But we'll have to wait and see to the legend to find that out. But you know yeah. what? Let's hear what Roxy has to say. What do you think, Roxy? You had the sexiest numbers by far. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Roxy. I love that. I appreciate that. Yep, man. And she knows she knows all about those sexy numbers too, guys. Yep. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, not – I mean – I understood most of it, but I will be honest, uh, there at the start, uh, some of it went over my head. So yeah. I was over, uh, I was over here singing in the private chat. Um, and what I typed in was just as just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. Just a city boy born and raised in South Detroit. He took that midnight train going anywhere. And, uh, that was for you, Frenchie. I was thinking of you when, yeah. when 
when I when I typed that in there and I was serenading you, if you will. Well, it's not because I have a jersey of Detroit, right? You want to serenade me? It has nothing to do with my jersey. I don't even. I mean, I now that you show me that 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 that's Detroit, I realize it. But I had I didn't really think about it. It was subconscious, my friend. Subconscious. It was. It, it was. It, it was mostly because um, my my fondest thoughts of you are at, at night when I'm laying in bed. Uh, anyway, that's a little bit too much. Yeah, uh, that's so much for my taste. I mean, why am I getting? I, basically, say you fantasize about me, and then you kick me out. Really, Jay? Wait. <laughs> well, he does that to everybody, Frenchie. I mean, look what happened last week at Inter de Milan. So. <laughs> David, can you can you do me a favor? Can we get the sexy numbers on Jay's fantasies about Frenchie? Oh uh, um, no, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. I'm backing up very slowly, very slowly. Uh, I can't go any further. Moving on to the sub. Yeah, well, I was going to say when it comes to that, there's only one number that matters, and it's actually right there on the screen. Marisol McKee, six or no, that's fifty C. 69 was <laughs> now that I put my glasses on, it's 59%. Eh, that was blown. <laughs> Fuck it all to hell. Uh, okay, guys, now it is Frenchie's corner. Let's get all these yahoos out of here. Bring Frenchie up here so he and I can debate about something. Um, uh, I don't know. What What do we got today, Frenchie? How you doing, man? Well, one of the subjects is debating how long you last when you uh, fantasize about me, but no. Uh, <laughs> All night, baby. All, all night. right, all right. You're one of those. I don't know. Look, uh, bonjour tout le monde. Uh, happy to be back. That being said, the first subject, and it's going to be an interesting one because um, it's very divided, and a lot of people love them or they hate them, right? My first subject is, if I can properly do this shit. Give me a second. <laughs> all right. It's, it's been a long week, okay? Will Rushmore go on a run like the Patriots? Look, JTE is renowned to be uh, a team spare. He's definitely a team spare. He did the impossible defending it nine times last time with the Patriots. He might have found his match with Roca. Roca is as good as Snyder. Fitting is weird, right? They, they shouldn't work together, but they kind of do. Does that translate to the next Patriot run? Uh, let's start with you, my friend. What do you think? Uh, yes, of course they will, man. Uh, well, that, it, that, that was a confident yes. Yeah, I guess so. No, 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 because I'm sitting here trying to think. You said that, you, oh, my gosh. You actually compared Roca and Snyder. Yeah. Dude, Roca is oh, far. No, 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 no. If you're going to say, like, they, they're, they're tempered. No, no, J-Way, J-Way. Come on, bro. They definitely, definitely are on part. Are they the same type of players? No. But they're the same caliber, okay? No. That, no oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bro, come Character-wise. on. Character-wise, yes, they are. Character-wise. No, no. Knowledge-wise, look, are they, are they uh, multiple champions? Yes. Do they excel at, um, at putting their partner in making super teams? Yes. Okay, JTE and Roca. I'm sorry, I qualified them as a super team with the run they had. That being said, are they the weakest of the super teams? Most probably, because um, their last match didn't win. The opposite team lost. So my answer is no. They're really good. They might make some waves, but something along the way is gonna happen. Uh, 
they're they're both hot and cold in situations, right? Put them as a team, yeah, they can complement each other, but at the same time, something's gonna happen to make them freeze and do the uh, inevitable is lose. Now, Dewey can still do a big run, yeah, for sure. But even the Patriots, you would take them before and put them today's day and age of game, they wouldn't have the same run, right? So I don't think if the Patriots can do a run in this modern schmodown, even less likely that the Rushmore could do it. So no, I this whole debate here hinges on Snyder, and, and you're saying Snyder is better than Roca. <clears throat> that's that's what it's coming down to here, and that is absolutely not no 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 it's it's not what I'm no 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 don't do it knows that the reason the Patriots were as good what? as they were was because of wait, wait, Jay, wait, I, are you becoming are you becoming my ex? Are you, become, to do. Are, are you becoming my ex and twisting my words, bro? Come on. Dude, no, it's not, it's not what I said. I said that they're an amazing team. And I'm not saying I, I just said also they're on the same tier level. They're not they're not better one or the other. That being said, in today's day and age, going to that run is even harder unless you're Damon, even though we saw what happened with Damon, right? Uh, unless you're really in a specific category, to do it in teams and singles is the hardest thing to do, let alone uh, especially in this day and age where the competition is so depth, has so many chances to get stolen that belt, right? So look, they're an amazing team. They might even be champions, but this is not the argument. The argument's not is there are, are they going to be champions. The argument is are they going to go to run? Yes, for... they will. In the, oh, in the like I, I repeat it again, dude. You take the Patriots. Everyone knows that the the, the the reason the Patriots had that success was Snyder. Okay, and now the, the what's the what's the only the only common factor between Rushmore and the Patriots? JTE. So now you take his current partner. Thank you, Dagan. Thank you. I don't care what Dagan says. Uh, be quiet back there in the back. Um, you, you take his his current <laughs> his current partner's Roca, and Roca is a much stronger competitor on all levels than than Snyder is. So if that's the case, yeah, well, but you're you, you're not putting you bro, you're not putting into consideration the equation of today's day and age of Schmodown. We're not talking about the ones that had almost no rules. And the competition was like always the same thing. They keep recycling. They keep recycling. Now you don't have recycles anymore. Anyways, it's okay. Like usual, we don't agree. But, hey, we have another subject. Uh, this one is another doozy. Will Deception be champs by the end of the season? Because what I saw, yeah, Corruption Show, what I saw beforehand, okay, uh, in their match is they are a killer team. But shit happens, right? They lost it. They, they they dropped the ball. That being said, doesn't mean that it won't be an evolution to winning, right? Uh, I look at what I saw. They have even better chemistry. Did Marissa McKee F it up? No, because she actually, uh, in my opinion, directed Collins the right, uh, the right uh, direction at the last question. She got born correctly. It's the 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 specific board movie that she didn't but she was that close and if you had that close bad luck happens doesn't mean they're not gonna win so in my opinion in my books they are definitely gonna be teams champion at least once by the end of the year what about you man amazingly yes um 
Absolutely. Okay. And and exactly what you were talking about that discussion that uh that they had on the final question that brought them around to Bourne. That is why I was saying earlier that I want when they go back in studio, I want the players mic'd up because I want us to be able to hear that, man. Now that doesn't mean the other team won't be able to hear it. No. As the as the fans will, and I think that would be amazing. That was the most interesting part of any team's match that I've seen so far was that that exchange between them. Uh, at the end, but they're all interesting. But anyway, uh, yeah, dude, I can't believe we. Whoa, 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 whoa! Give me a second. Uh, last time was Chris. Uh, the, the newbie apparently has an opinion. I see you shaking your head, Aaron. All right, look. Uh, gonna, uh, to, to take up French, yeah, there you go. What do you have to say, Miss Aaron? All right, all right. First off, for the corruption shell up top. All right, they're they're a good team. Sure, they will yeah. probably win a belt in another year. I think it's still too soon for them. The fact is, in both singles, especially for Collins and in teams, they have shown proficiency in round three. Both of their wins of a team as a team have been knockouts where they haven't had to go to round three. They are two and two in teams. Both their wins come against rookie or struggling teams. Blackjack had Janine, who as much as we love her, is 50-50, and Jacoby Bancroft, who is still a rookie. Lethal Weapons had Guy coming off of his worst match of his career yeah. and playing another stinker. But, but Eric, when they play Eric, big Eric. teams like the no, Hot no, Couple no, no, in Danger Zone, they don't win. They okay, haven't Eric, got there yet. Aaron, I get on the stats level, right? But you're forgetting one of the most important things, especially in teams, is chemistry and personal evolution, okay? Marisol McKee, when she started to now, is a different beast. Colin sure. was always a beast, but even more of a beast now. The communication they had in this match is bar none, probably Elson Lightning Times communication, um, you know, is, is incredible. She gave them a chance to win, but fell slightly short. But that her giving a chance is not the same Marisol McKee in the past, right? She's evolved. Sure. So you give her to the end of the year especially with the way teams are going there's a lot of super teams that you know they're they're good but like lightning time they're amazing but they fell short so you'd start taking them out right one by one you only have a couple handful of teams that can really compete on the sessions uh deceptions level so for me it really um equals out the odds but again stats i get it but this is not about stats this is personal progression bro well yeah, and, and here's the Gonna, I'm going to throw something else at sure, you and, pile on. And, and lay it on you. Come on. Here. Um, dude, I think hands down it's safe to say that Bateman and and Merle are the super team in the Schmodown. And they did not win that match. Deception lost. Yeah. And that, that is a very key point, and that does matter very much. Dude – Yes, uh, they they came away with the victory, but but they did not win that match. And deception, yeah, man, what I saw last night in that match, yes, yes, they will be champs by the end of the season. All right, but uh, enough about uh, about me and Jay Wade. Aaron, we'll keep you on because uh, I, I'm curious, to see, especially to hear about the first subject. We're gonna bring on our co-host here, see what they say about today's uh, Frenchie's Corner subjects. So let me just add in Dan here. All right, so I'm out. Uh, have a good conversation, boys. Okay, so uh, first of all, with the deception being Team CS at the end of the year, 
Uh, they can actually be champions. There is a path forward where they could actually be champions a lot sooner rather than later because I think the first contenders match would be uh, would be at Collision, and it's usually the last two teams who have faced each other uh, who faced off against the champions. So if Deception uh, become obviously they're the set of I would say if they could actually get it sooner because they would face lightning time or right. Uh, so yeah, they could they could win it yeah. by collision, and then maybe they, I think they could do that. But I disagree with you, Frenchie, about um, the, uh, Rushmore not winning because they Rushmore didn't even play around for it. So technically, they did what they did win because they didn't play the round three. So and I think that JTE would have uh and roca would have won had they gotten to it so what do you think dagan yeah i would like to see that scenario of like lightning time uh versus deception uh potentially in a number one contender match uh or at least like the winner of that match faces whoever comes out of as the loser against uh it like in the corruption versus whoever wins the tournament scenario yeah um, so I, I would definitely like to see how that plays out because, yeah, Deception are just an, an incredible team. And I think a very strong possibility of them winning the titles by the end of the season uh, or, or at least next season for sure. Like, I, I feel like they're going to win those titles at some point. And there's mm -hmm. a potential for Marisol McKee to be double belted which is crazy to think about, but she's, she's just playing that good right now. And I think she's like on a whole other level and just one of the, the best like sophomore seasons I feel like we've seen in the showdown recently. So uh, yeah, I, I would think that they have a very good shot at those titles. Yeah, I, obviously I got to get my thoughts on it on screen. Uh, that's not to say they won't win in another season. I just think this year, you know, now that they're not on screen to fight me. Uh, they've already played two of probably the top five or six contenders in Odd Couple in Danger Zone. They didn't win. I have a hard time seeing them beat Shazam right now. Depending on how Rushmore continue to play, that might be difficult. Corruption may be the only team they could take. So I don't really know. Uh, in terms of the first question... I don't think the Rushmore nor any team will ever do a Patriots-like run. Um, and this is something I've noticed going back and watching old matches for a show that I do. But a lot of the Patriots run, a lot, some of their wins were hinged on absolute dumb luck, right? They beat, yeah. they beat uh, Team Trek because there was an issue with one of Team Trek's buzzers. They beat modok because matt actually kept screwing up getting caught in character little things like these that play into the luck of your run are things that don't exist because now they have the budget to upgrade the tech and the people who are doing heavy characters are much more figured out on how to handle it while still playing so i just think these things that like the matches where they weren't the top team at the moment during that match they got that little extra luck help to win I just think nowadays in the league, those factors won't play into it. It will be who's playing the best or who's having an off day. So I just have a hard time seeing any team going on a nine-one nine-run win. Yeah, I, because I was just also thinking about how there was a challenge between uh, the Patriots versus top ten, where Roka got flustered. I think it was a, it was a betting round 
and yes, it was the Jane Fonda incident. Now that I remember, it was the Jane Fonda yep. incident, and he didn't write it down. And it was like, and there was a big discussion of that. We're not going to have that any. I hope we have to have that anymore. So no, I don't think we'll ever see another Patriots run because Jane Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't think we'll ever see another Patriots run because the league is just this good now, and the only person to actually do that would be Alex Damon. But I don't think that's I don't think that's a no. guarantee anymore because he's now dethroned with the Alex Andrew Demolanta. So I don't think we'll ever see another Patriots run ever again. Thank you for agreeing with me, man. But not yeah, always, like- not most of the time. Yeah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah wait. Your turn. Stop. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> wake up! Wake up! Wake up! No, I'm awake. Man. <laughs> I'm awake. I'm just trying to find the uh, the polls that because we're gonna we're gonna talk the last ten minutes about the polls that uh, Christian put up as far as factions, which I haven't oh, seen yeah. yet. So this, which, oh, this boy. Be okay. Um, I I can't find the exact polls. Well, but in the me- in the meantime, let's continue. Like uh, eight factions, eight competitors. Uh, seven factions, ten competitors, and I forget what the other one was. I think it was eight and seven or something. Yeah, yeah but but yeah, basically it was like you know it, uh, make more factions uh, with less players, and then yeah. like make it where each team. Uh, I the one I was kind of, that sounded interesting to me was uh, uh, the one where you, where each faction gets seven players and they have to have, you know two singles two uh, two inner geekdom two Star Wars and then the the last the the seventh spot you know I, it's very interesting dude because we've talked I, about it a lot on this show as far as uh, the factions and expanding more and stuff like that. I still want to have an expansion draft that, you know, uh, every faction has a, a protection list. Let's see, you can only protect three players. And uh, the extra faction drafts one uh, out of every team, and that comprises their uh, their faction, plus, like, rookie draft, right? I, I want something completely different that will shake up things. Just limiting uh, a number of factions with a number of uh, competitors is not, in my book, shaking up that much unless it provides a twist to it. I want something completely different. Uh, so that, that that's my point of view. And I don't think the expansion draft was on the options, right? No, uh, I, I have it here right now. I'll read them real quick. Uh, the three choices in this one, at least, because I did see two different ones. Yeah. Uh, but one was eight factions, eight per team, nine factions, eight per team, or ten factions, seven per team. Um, and I, I do like the idea of having more factions. If that means yeah. faction has to drop, has to drop the amount of players they can have, that's okay. fine with me. Because to be honest, the way it is now, it seems a little bit. Uh, it seems One-sided. like maybe they have too many players. Yeah, um, but. Uh, real quick, Frenchie, before we get to you, we do have a comment that just came in on the stereo. That's why I did this. Oh, all right, cool. And it is uh, Fairs from uh, Let's Get Ready Network. All right. Uh-oh. You know, I, I do have a question. You know, I don't, I don't really think they should expand. You know, there's already a lot of people now, and there's not a lot of people getting matches. So if we expand, there's going to be a lot more people who don't get matches. Because let's be honest. There's certain people in the league that are like, you just don't want to watch them play because you just don't give it a, a shit about them. Like, 
There's only like <laughs> oh, Ferris. Honestly, I don't think they should expand. But if they do expand, how do they expand? To be honest, expansion draft it solves everything. You can still limit your players, right? And you do a, you, you do a send down of certain players to the FCL, but you do an expansion draft because you want to shake it up. Let's say you can only protect two, three players out of your eight roster. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. There's four divisions, right? Which division do you kind of sacrifice? There's so many plays you can make and ways you can construct your 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 new faction, but also limiting uh, and making sure everyone gets matches, right? So for me, expansion draft is the solution. Yeah, and kind of going with uh, what uh, you said about people you don't give crap about. Uh, I know, Frenchy, we've all said that, you know, Brother Loomis, the, the act kind of got old after one match. And yeah, yeah. so I, I, I definitely see his argument. And I think maybe, yeah, shortening it a little bit definitely makes it a little bit better because sometimes less is more. And, and no, no disrespect, but people like, again, I, I might get shit for this. I don't care. I am sure he's a cool guy. But like a Mancuso, after a while, how many chances are you going to give the kid, right? It's it's like there's certain people I think are more tailor-made for FCO to, and then to, to really see if they got the chops. They need practice. They need matches, right? So that's how you solution the Ferris. The whole match thing is, yeah, the Schmodown might not be the place for them. And they keep losing and they keep cutting their matches. Go to FCO, practice. Be ready for the Schmodown. Now you have a system that you can, you know, practice in certain ways and have your own spotlight that you that they deserve, but not just get caught out. And you do the expansion draft. You make sure that you get entertainment at the same time. So that's why the FCO is there, man. They need to do a bit of cleanup and and see who's up to caliber. And you're right. There's some people, man. It's just like, oh, they're on, and they're like, yeah, they lost. You know. What would you guys think of? Uh holding eight factions but each faction has five members and each in each faction no. have dude let me finish before let you finish, finish. Then we why can say would no. i uh let, each, finish, then we can say no. let me at least let me finish <laughs> that's all i'm asking <laughs> uh, each each faction has five players uh and and each is required to have one for each division so uh, in, in an analogy kind of a way or a comparison kind of way, you're like, you, you've got four positions, first, second, third, uh, you know, shortstop, and you're filling each one of those spots. Then your fifth position is a wild card that you can rotate in any way in any division that you so choose. Double D, are you lost? I, I actually uh, stopped listening after a while. Yeah, all right, all right. Aaron, 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 go ahead. Go so, ahead. Uh, well, so I was going to say, I do I do see your point, Jay. <laughs> I think unfortunately, I think they have expanded so much that I think we're a little beyond that. To cut out that many people, mm-hmm. I think is gonna create a lot of bad blood. I zoned out for a second because uh I wanted to take double D's bit for a second and run some numbers. All right. So the league this year went up by six players. Last year we had 90 players, this year we have 96, right? Yeah. Last year, out of all the players on the factions. Uh, roughly, because some of them I couldn't remember, and this isn't counting free-for-alls, but roughly 15 out of the 90 players didn't even get a match. Uh, And only one faction actually succeeded in playing all of their players, which was the dungeon. Um, And that's a... 
and that no, the Mercs didn't because Mara didn't play. But wasn't that scheduling though, and not just not enough match like uh, matches for players? Because I have a feeling they dropped a lot of people without checking if they were available or not. Potentially, but I think that serves the problem of when you have that many people involved, it creates that issue naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think once you've expanded past a certain point, because if we're going with what you're saying, you said eight and five, right? So that's 40 players. Oh, that's 40 to, players. To cut out over half the players, I think, yeah. is going to create a lot of bad blood, and it's not going to work. wasn't the FCL, then yes, I could understand that. But, I mean, people need to understand that just because you – you were drafted into the big leagues doesn't mean that you that, that you automatically have earned a spot to stay there. You it need depth, true. You need depth. There, you need depth players, though. FCL, there is an option to give them so that I they're not going to this right now. Okay, okay. Double D, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Bring it okay, up. Okay, so Jay, let's, let's use baseball terminology, okay? Let's <laughs> say you have one pitcher, and that pitcher has a uh, – Makes it has a dislocated shoulder. Now you're out of the, the uh, out of games because you don't have a pitcher. That's why you have more pitchers in the league. In the, that's, what the fifth, that's what that's what the fifth member is for. They're the wild card. And, and why would you limit why, that just to one faction? Why well, so you have more than one? Realistic here. Hold on, because somebody's not going to not compete or not compete at a higher level because they dislocated their shoulder in the slowdown. That's not a very fair comparison. You're making the analogy. No, no, name me one play. Okay, how how often has someone from the from the schmodown, like a singles player, uh, started and then just not been able to play anymore for whatever reason? It rarely happens, and that's I mean, not that J fifth that fifth open. JTE spot. JTE did crash his bird and was gone for like two years. So, <laughs> but my my point is. My point is, is that when you're, let's say you're playing, let's say we use that analogy where there's only five players, you have one rotation. You're in tournament season, and now two of your competitors are out. What do you do now? I mean, so you're out. Hold on. Frenchie is out hey, of the boys, studio, and he's on stereo. Yeah, because my internet crashed, oh. apparently. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'm just resetting the internet until uh, I can. So I'll just listen and talk to you guys on stereo uh, until I can go back in. Well, we're, okay. we're about to do plugs and then quit the show anyway. So <laughs> All right, say, the audio quality is immaculate. Can I just quickly piggyback on what Dan was just saying there? I think that the idea is that if there's scheduling issues, there's a lot of people that are just super busy that that's almost the equivalent of like someone that goes on the IL or somebody gets sent back down to the minor leagues, you know, so similar to what we were just talking about with the FCL, like that's what that's kind of there for is if like maybe those, so shortening the rosters and cutting it down a, a little bit might actually help in that regard. Cause then those people that sign up to play in the showdown and then can't get a match, then it's like, okay, they have scheduling issues so that they drop out and somebody else could replace them. But I think that just the fact that there's so many competitors right now, you know, it's great to have three matches a week and everything, but I think the field is getting a little crowded. And we've seen certain players already that I feel like could be dropped. So I, I kind of like the idea of cutting down the rosters as well, I have to say. And uh, I'll make a final note on this because I'm the host and I want to. Um, but just to reiterate, I mean – I'm. You, you know, that's what that fifth spot is for. You you don't vape, you, you keep it open so that if something happens, you can use that that spot 
to do anything you want. So say say your inner geekdom player has a match scheduled, they're sick, then you use your extra spot, you go down in the FCL, and you pull someone up for the match. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. It's not like, I don't know, that it makes sense to me, and that's all that matters in my head. Uh, so, Double D, do not comment on what I just said. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at, please, sir? You're wrong, and you can find me on Twitter simply at Dan Dolinsky. Uh, and uh, leave a comment down below if there is something that you want to find out about statistics uh, on the YouTube channel, because we'll take that comment, we'll plug your name in there, and I'll definitely give you credit, and we'll anal analyze that. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, Aaron uh, from Schmo uh, No, I'm going to get – I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Schmo Talks. I always want to say Schmo's Talk, but Schmo Talks. Uh, thanks for joining us this week, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's good to hear your thoughts and your uh, your opinions on everything. Why don't you tell folks where they can find you at and what you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything that I'm a part of is over on the YouTube channel, TMG Entertainment. Uh, I'm the host and producer behind two of their shows, uh, Schmo Talks, which has unfortunately been on a forced hiatus due to editing issues uh, in the last couple weeks. But uh, it's every week. It's a Schmodown show. It's uh, last couple weeks we've been doing some panel style shows, but it's mainly an interview show where I'm talking to both members of the Schmodown and fans and just kind of letting everyone kind of speak their perspective on the show. I also host and produce a show called After Dark, which actually goes live at 9 p.m. EST uh, every Saturday night. And that's kind of where we get a couple of people on our crew to hang out. We talk movies, all the latest in the movie world. And it's just kind of a laid back, do whatever you like kind of show. Excellent. Be sure to check that out, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and and the the Dagan. Uh, most folks just know you as the uh, the guy with the uh, Rolling Stones the list. Stones avatar, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dagan, but, thanks for uh, being here this week, man. It was fun. Uh, yeah, where, where, I, I really, yeah. absolutely. I really appreciate the offer having me on. I hope I could be on again at some point in the future. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at. Dagan SB, so that's at D A G A N S B, and I do a Schmodown talk show with my buddy Corey Cameron uh, on stereo. Usually, it, it varies by week depending on the matches, but this week we're going live tomorrow, uh, Sunday at five thirty Eastern. And usually, if there's a pay per view, we'll do it on the weekends. Uh, so next week we'll probably be on the weekend as well. And today we actually just had Kirby French versus Cooley Hyde in our uh, second uh, movie trivia stereo match there. Uh, so definitely go ahead and check that out. Stereo.com slash Dagan SB. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm not just that guy with the Stones avatar. I have a face as well. So I appreciate you guys having me on today. And a voice. Uh, and yeah. our Sir, since he's on screen, uh, not? man, welcome back. I th I thought you were mad at me because I was making so much sense about the eight eight raw eight factions and five players per thing. No, but but, but like, I'm like Darth Vader. I'm always mad, right? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> All right. No, but you can find me on Schmoes and North, my channel, or a bunch of Canucks and now non Canucks. Uh, speak about Schmodown and a lot of things like talk uh, like tackles uh, talking about Star Wars. Uh, we've got Carly Book Show. We've got my life show. So there's a lot of things to check up. Uh, also, you can find on the channel right now, Mount Schmodown, in around half an hour, are doing uh, their own coverage. We've also uh, John from Movie Lord Lovers Unite. And you can also find me on the can because I really go to, need to go shit very soon. All right.
Uh, Y'all can find me on the Twitter and stereo at jwade1134. That's the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. Also on Twitter and stereo at the Jcast Network. Please like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff here. Um, We do the Mad Batch on Friday nights. Uh, Last night it was myself, Dean Lewis, and Paige for Betty. Uh, And they, they drove me crazy. I had to mute them a couple times. And at one point I was yelling, shut up, shut up. I just wanted to talk on my own shit show, dude. That was all I wanted. Uh, but, uh, well, if you think that was too much information. No, he's talking about me going to the bathroom. I know, because before you said that, I actually was about to plug our newest uh, venture that Frenchie and I are going in on together. Everyone, uh, launching next month in June, Frenchie and I, we are starting a joint OnlyFans account. Uh, I will be going by the name... Bubble gut, yeah. My only fans name is gonna be Frenchie in your mouth. See, see, we got Frenchie in your mouth. And bubble gut. That's <laughs> the thing I'm gonna do. See, you know that song is like bubble gut, bubble, bubble gut. I'm gonna change the lyrics. It's gonna be like bubble gut, bubble, bubble, bubble gut. And I'm, okay, I'm saving everyone for the details. We're skipping the details, Jay Wade. Okay. Right. Well, will you want the shitter to be on your OnlyFans? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, we have a lot. Yeah, we we have, we have a lot of structured things. So, like, am I wearing letter gag ball? No gag ball. We do not know. Welcome to the shit show, Dagan and Aaron. Yeah, we'll we'll let you guys know. And about I'm that. usually the one in between them. Too. Yeah, so poor you. I'm all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> just lay there Why and let them do the numbers. It's the only thing I get to say. You, you, can, you, you, know, you know what, they, uh, Dan? You can do a, a stats uh, a stats number for only uh, only fans. No, I'm not touching. <laughs> there's a twenty percent chance. There's a twenty percent chance. Uh, Jay Wade is in the back. <laughs> I was thinking, start simple. Just get out a ruler and just. I'll be in the back. I got. A, I've got a long arm. Anyway, on that note, uh, everyone have a great week, and we will be back next week, same time, but with a longer. Uh, and my purpose is gonna get a big update for me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? The mic wasn't on that whole time. No way. Yeah, for real. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So smooth.